0: After a 56-game NHL season, playoff hockey is back, baby. Can Jose Abreu come back in the lineup following his massive collision with a Kansas City Royals player? Both teams in Texas MLB have a six-game streak. But which team is on the winning side?
1: Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. Sports, 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 sports. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mundus. Bring it in-your-face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! Ah! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's SmackWagon. Uh-huh. That and more coming at you on this week's episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L. V. Wrights and Timothy T. Dog Wiltberger.
0: Well, well, well. What do you say? What do you know, T. Dog? That's right, folks. T. Dog is not currently here. He is on a little bit of a vacation this weekend. So the old LV is flying solo this week. But that's okay. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got NHL hockey playoff style, that is. We've got some MLB games that have been playing the last few days that we want to talk about. Or at least should I say I want to talk about. Of course, Texas teams down there. Not doing so good, one of you, but the other one's not doing so bad. We've got some crazy releases in MLB and pickups on other teams. We have a lot to talk about in today's podcast. We can't disappoint because we've got uh, couch potato heads out there that are wanting to listen to this stuff. Want to hear what's going on. And I'm here to provide that information. So, buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. So yeah, we were talking about NHL hockey playoffs. Did you say playoffs? I know I did. And for the people that are into hockey, did your team make it? I know my team did. I have a couple of them. Now, I'm originally from Chicago, so I do enjoy the Blackhawks, but I currently live in Las Vegas. I've lived in Las Vegas longer than I lived in Chicago. So I am a Golden Knights fan. So we have to at least talk about the Golden Knights, but we'll get to the Golden Knights in just a little bit. we got to start off with the NHL playoffs. The first game was played yesterday. Today being Sunday night, uh, it was Saturday. It was a Saturday afternoon game. It was actually a a really pretty awesome game. Uh, The Washington Capitals played Boston. And uh, it went into overtime. Actually, quite a few games this week so far has been into overtime. But man, Washington came out on top. Which is surprising because... The game looked like it was going to go Boston's way. I mean, we're looking at the team stats. I mean, Boston had 26 shots on goal, 60% faceoffs won. They were one for four on their power play. They only gave up two penalty minutes at 41 hits. You know that it's playoff hockey. But Washington strikes first, man. Tom Wilson gets a goal in the first period. And then uh, Jake DeBrusque comes back and, and ties the game up. And then Brendan Dillon in the second period for Washington. And then Boston comes back and ties it up again in the second period. No goals were scored in the third. It goes into overtime. Man, what a shot. Wilson to Oshie, who just lets it rip from the point. And Nick Dowd is there right in front, just tap in. When I say tap in, it's tap, it's deflection off his stick, down past the goalie, and in. But what a game. You know, you got to love these types of games. You got to love these playoffs games. I mean, 92 hits between both teams. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Boston Bruins, though, their top. Uh, guy that had the most minutes was Marchand, 23, 23 minutes. He had no goals, no assists. So I would say, you know, game one was a little, um, you know, it was a little nerve wracking. I think game one is always nerve wracking for most teams. You know, they got to get the feel. Are they missing any players? Are there any scratches or, uh, players not showing, you know, that maybe a healthy scratch or any injuries that they got to kind of fight with or deal with. But Boston came out, man. They they came out. They were, they were goal for goal. Ovechkin, who might I add, has played, I don't know, 40 plus playoff games. Has never had a game winning goal in overtime. Alex Ovechkin never had a game winning goal. In overtime. But he played well. He had an assist. He had one point plus one. Four shots on goal. Played a little under 19 minutes. And that's, you know, that's pretty good or up there. As far as the forwards go for Washington. Of course, defense is what really, you know, rules the the time and choose up the time 24 minutes for for Orlov and of course 24 minutes for I don't know Grizzl- Grizzlisk for Boston but yeah what a game it was in Washington so the Capitals hold their own they have home ice advantage they continue to have home ice advantage. And uh, game two will be most likely tomorrow, Sunday, or Monday. It's a little wonky, this uh, playoff uh, series this this year, because there's some regular season games that are still being played while the playoffs are happening. And that, obviously that has to do with COVID and that. Uh, a couple of the teams of the North... Vancouver and who's the other one? I think it's Calgary. And Toronto and and Montreal will be playing their first game as well. But Vancouver and Calgary, I believe. Yeah, yeah, no, excuse me. Vancouver and Edmonton played yesterday. Now it's Calgary and Vancouver that play today. Currently, at the end of the second period, Calgary is up 5-1. to one. It's not even a playoff game. I know you got to get 56 games in, and maybe it has something to do with the contract, but both those teams are not in the playoffs. Shouldn't you just end it? Or are you giving those extra games for the fans that want to be you know that want to go to the game up in Canada that can potentially can and you know just so you can earn some more revenue i guess but it's playoff hockey guys oh you know what i forgot guys my potato head friend, friends and family let's do this for the t dog there you go t dog Sure, you will be listening to this podcast on the way home from wherever you're at, but let's have a little sippy. Yummy. So yeah, we've got we've got some pretty exciting games that are happening. So Washington, Washington, Boston, excellent game. Washington leads the series one to nothing, and then we go into the games that played today. So we've got New York Islanders are playing Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Islanders, man, what a, another great game. First period, Islanders score. Paul Mareri, Kyle, gets the first goal. It's, the next goal that gets scored is by Pittsburgh in the first period. So it's 1-1 after The first period then pits Sid Crosby, man, Sid, the kid, not the kid so much anymore, but Sid, the kid Crosby gets his first playoff goal for the, the new 2021 season gets an um, gets the goal. And let me tell you folks, if you haven't had time, if you can find time, watch this tip in, it's another shot, you know, he gets there's a shot from the point. So it's out closer to the blue line. And Sidney Crosby is turns and twists and and goes across the the player who's defending him's body reaching out with his stick to get the tap in. Holy moly. What what a great game. What a great opportunity. Actually, I might even have it here i could probably play it let's you know what Let, let's go ahead and play this let's see if i can get this he's able to get off
1: the ice and that will be the key in period number two i have up to make sure they shorten up those shifts they have to make good passes from the d zone on the exits and that's that is not one of them Dumoulin, the shot it goes in
0: Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Great, great goal! Great goal! Crosby still has what it takes, man. Then that was the only goal in the second period, which means Pittsburgh's up two to one. Then they go into third period, and here's where the Islanders kind of take over. They get a game tying goal by. Jean Gabriel Prague, and then a game uh, a leading goal by Brock Nelson, and then Capitan Capitan comes in, ties it up three three in the third with about three minutes and forty seconds left in the game, and then it goes into overtime. Kyle Palmieri game. Winner. Let's play that one. What do you say? Why not? You got time. they spent the bulk of the season on a taxi squad this year.
1: Something that never had a deal with before and hopefully never will again. Here's Paul Mary and Pajot into the Penguin zone. Three and a half to go here in OT. Paul Mary with a shot. He scores! Call Paul Mary! He's second today! And the Islanders take game one! Well, no surprise, it's Paul Mary finds a way to get it done at the most.
0: No surprise on the road, folks. Islanders on the road in Pittsburgh. Hey, Pittsburgh's the favorite. I know it's early. I know it's early for NHL games right now, but these wins on the road are huge. The question is, though, can Pittsburgh come back to tie it up 1-1? Because at the end of the day, Islanders now have home ice advantage. Regardless if it's a win-loss for game two. It flips now to the Islanders. So, yeah. A really, really good game. And then we have, let's see, first round. And we have today, we had... Tampa Bay and the and Florida Panthers played this afternoon today. Another great game. Blake Coleman. So Panthers it looks like Panthers are at it's at it's in well obviously both teams are in Florida. And it looks like the Panthers are at home, which they have the better record, which is surprising for Lightning, but Lightning did get Kucherov back. He scores twice in his return. Lightning defeat Panthers in game one. 5-4. What a game. Blake Coleman gets the first goal. Second goal is by Alexander Barkov. So now it's 1-1. And then Panthers get a second goal in the first period by Carter Verhinge. So it's 2-1. Second period comes. Kucherov comes in, ties it up. And then they take the lead, three to two, by a second Kucherov goal. And then Florida comes back and scores two more: Jonathan Hibber, Hibberdrew and triplet. And then Brandon Point gets a power play goal. And with about a minute and a half left, Brandon Point. It's the game winning goal.
1: Up the wall it comes. Weaver, one, fires, blocks. And McDonough looking to spring the break. It's Braden Points! Scores! Braden Points! With a minute 14 left in regulation has given the Lightning the lead.
0: Wow. What a game! Minute 14 left in reg. Tampa Bay scores the fifth goal. Sergey Barboski. you know, he was the uh, goaltender for Columbus when they they did their good run a couple years ago. Bob, that's what they like to call him. He ends up uh, giving up that fifth goal. That's tough, but it was a breakaway pass, man. I mean, what are you going to do? Breakaway pass for a goal. Pretty awesome. But, you know, for the Las Vegas Golden Knights fans, you know, those were the games that played so far besides Las Vegas. And Las Vegas played today, folks. And I do have some clips from the games today for sure. Let me tell you something. If you're into defense and... Great goalie, goal, goaltending. Golden Knights game was the game to watch. Um, little concern though, as far as the Golden Knights playing the first off, let's let's talk about this. The Golden Knights end up uh winning, they lose to um the Avalanche and end up winning the last two games of the year. And the avalanche come from behind and tie the Golden Knights in points, thus taking the first, taking the Pacific. Uh, Colorado did, so Colorado ended up first, and Vegas ended up second, which then puts Vegas to play Minnesota and Colorado to play St. Louis. And honestly, my opinion on whole, this whole thing, if you must hear it. For those that like to listen, Vegas and Minnesota have never really matched well together. As a matter of fact, I think Minnesota had the slight edge against Vegas in the regular season. But if you like goaltending, this was the game to watch. As I've been rattling off scores and goals and all that stuff from the other games, I can tell you first period, second period and third period there were no goals. There was there was a lot of shots. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of shots. And some of those shots Minnesota were having Ryan Hartman had probably 5 or 6 like, dead to rights. You're going to... He he should score. He should score. And he didn't. Because of these saves. Let me play some of them for you.
1: Petrangelo now. Cumbering pass for Ryan Hartman. Caprizo in back with the goal. He'll dance. He'll center one. Harvard. What a save! Oh, my goodness. What a stop by Marc-Andre Fleury. The trailer moving in. Duke said what a save again. Fleury right Spot. Goal is in game one. Hartman right in for a chance. On down again by Mark Andre Flurry. Defensive stick by Zuccarello. Hartman in a battle with McNabb. Pro out in front. Here's a chance. What a save! Flurry may be his best on does a
0: Man, oh man. Flurry was on fire. But. The Golden Knights, who led the league in scoring, once again comes out short with no goals. First period. Talbot? You can't get one past Talbot? They hit the crossbar a few times. They just couldn't get one past him? Not one time? They had multiple chances... And unfortunately, they came up short, which is pretty sad. I mean, the Golden Knights were—they had forty-two shots on goal, sixty-two percent face-offs wins. They were zero for three in their power play, which is pretty typical for Golden Knights. They don't always have the best power play, but they don't always need the best power play because they can score. They only had four penalty minutes, 57 hits, folks. 57 hits with the Golden Knights. That sounds like a lot. And it is. For VGK, 57 hits. Now Ryan Reeves was back. He definitely had some hits. 13 block shots. Not as many as I'd like to see. I'd like to see more than that. But at least they were blocking. But the Wild, the Wild only had 30 shots on goal. That is it. And they only needed one to go in, which they got. By Joel Exen-Eck. Let me play it for you.
1: Win the draw. That'll do it. Marsh so up and ready. He's out. A steal. Greenway goes to work for the wild. Centers one. Erickson Ek with a shot. He scores! Jewel Erickson Ek. he's the hero. Minnesota wins game one. Hit overtime.
0: Man, tough one, too. About three minutes into the overtime. 1640 left, actually three minutes and 20 seconds into overtime. The kid from Arizona that they picked up beats us. Hey, Vegas had home ice advantage. Now they don't. But the other interesting thing that the Wild had, besides the 30 goals and the 38% face off win which is crappy and the 0 for 2 in power play the biggest thing and i think this is this right here is the key if we want to see Vegas Golden Knights have any attempt to get in some past Talbot they had their they had shots they had 42 of them they had 42 of them but Wild had 71 hits and Vegas had 57. 128 hits combined. I believe that's an NHL record, folks. That team was beaten the hell out of each other. Both of them were. 57 hits by the Golden Knights, 71 by the Wild. You kidding me? 23 blocks, though that's huge that is huge we only had golden Knights had 13 Minnesota 23 I mean that really is huge but your big your big hitter man for the wild is that was it Mick Flingino? he had 10 hits Greenway had 11 they had 21 hits with two guys out there I think the one thing that the Golden Knights did well is that rookie, Caprizoff. That rook, you know, he is, he probably will win the the rookie of the year award. I think he had 57 total points. He had upwards of almost a point a game. And they held him to three shots, five hits. He had five hits, not bad, two blocks, but three shots, and he had nothing. And then you go to the Golden Knights, and the, the best hits William Carrier, who had nine, and obviously Reeves had ten, and and uh Braden McNabb had ten as well. So, you know, we were doing our we were doing our hitting, but man, seventy one really. Marc Andre Fleury, 26 of 27 saves. Man. So uh Vegas scratches is Peyton Cribs, Nick Holden, Dylan Coglin. Cribs and Coglin are probably healthy scratches. Nick Holden could be a healthy scratch as well. I didn't, you know, the only thing that I would say is that. Um that goal that the Wild had was Alex Pertangelo. He just got he some one of the Wild players got a stick on him and he ended up coughing up the puck. So uh, to be honest with you though, I expect the Golden Knights to come back with a solid win game 2. For sure. I don't know what's going on with Max Pacioretty. I don't think he is a healthy scratch because he would be in the game. They would not make him a healthy scratch. I know Max was injured a couple games ago. We'll see if he can make it out to the game, game two. But yeah, let me, let's hear that game-winning goal one more time by Minnesota.
1: top win, and now here's Petrangelo. Has it? And then a little bit of pressure from Foligno, not much on the clearing attempt, and that leads to this. Minnesota is so good around the front of the net all year, that shot by Erickson Eck deflects in front. Martinez is there, goes to block it, gets a piece of it, and right through the legs.
0: Man, you heard the announcer. He's like, wow. That is a hidden gem right there. I'll tell you, Alex Martinez. That guy is a he's a beast. Older defensive player, man, but he is tough as nails, tough as they come. So unfortunately, the Golden Knights do not get their first win on the at home game one of the playoffs. There's a lot it's a best of 7 series. All these games are best of 7 series. But playoff hockey is back for sure. And then May 17th, which is tomorrow, we've got Boston and Washington again. Uh, Game two, and then we have game one, Nashville, Carolina, and St. Louis, Colorado. Nashville, Carolina. Carolina is the better team. Nashville's one of those teams that, you know... They can, they can mess with you a little bit, but I don't believe Nashville. Now, if Nashville is playing Chicago, I'd be a little bit more concerned for Nashville, but I don't think Nashville has it in them to, to beat Carolina at home. I see Carolina winning. I see Washington winning the second game of the series, and then St. Louis at Colorado. Colorado has been absolutely on fire. Absolutely on fire. I, I do not see this game going zero zero into overtime. Let me restate that. I do not at all seeing Colorado and St. Louis going 0-0. zero. First off, what I'm hearing right now is for St. Louis, um what's his God, what's his name? David Perron is out. For COVID restriction or COVID prov- protocol, so he will be a, in a sense, a healthy, healthy scratch. Hey, Chicago fans, you should be happy though that the Avalanche are playing because you got a, you got a Taves in the uh, playoffs, folks. His brother, I believe it's his younger brother, Devon Taves, or as most. Of the friends, known as Devon Toes. But it's Taves. Defense, 6'1", 191 pounds, 27-year-old kid, eight, nine goals, 22 assists, 31 points, plus 29. Pretty decent player. And I'm pretty sure, Chicago, you would be happy to have a Taves on defense in Chicago. I promise you that. But Avalanche should win against St. Louis. And then we still got to talk about the game one of the North. Huh? Well, it's definitely not going to be Calgary-Vancouver. They're just trying to finish up their season. Man, how sad. You've lost. Not only have you lost the regular season, you're not in the playoffs and you're still playing when everyone else is in the playoffs. That's that's pretty sad. Dang north teams. We still don't know exactly come to think about it, we still don't know what's going to go on with the the north um as far as the top, you know, 4 teams I believe they're all going to play up there in their own, but when they when they finally whittle down to, I think it's the final eight teams or maybe it's the final four teams, when it whittles down to that, are they going to come down to the United States? Are they going to stay up there? Is the restrictions going to be released? Can the teams go up there without lengthy COVID protocol? I don't know. But I am thankful 100% that there is no bubble this year and that the teams are playing and they're traveling. And uh, as a matter of fact, for the Golden Knights, they had 9,000 people in the stadiums today. And the stadium can hold 18 so or a little under 9, like 8,400 or whatever. So almost half or right at half. But I want to see 18,000 screaming fans having a blast. At the game, I'm sure everybody else wants to see that too. So yeah, we've got some, uh, we got a little bit of waiting because we have Toronto, uh, uh, Winnipeg Jets is going to be playing Edmonton, and you got Toronto playing. Thought I saw it over here. They're playing somebody up north. See, that tells you how much I've been following the the north, right? It's pretty awesome. Actually, I'll just tell you. The North Division has Toronto playing Montreal. And Edmonton is at, Win- uh, Winnipeg is at Edmonton. And Montreal is at Toronto. So there you have it. There you have it. So we're going to move on to some MLB action. Because we have it. And uh, we're just going to play a little sound just to kind of transition into that. I'd like to thank our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service. When you want something expensive thrown on your porch and stolen, you want the U.S. Postal Service. Well, there you go. You want the U.S. Postal Service. Major League Baseball. So we've got some uh, potato heads out there that that are avid Cub fans, avid Sox fans, avid baseball fans in general i t-dog's son's a dodger fan let's talk dodgers just for a little bit because i'm not a big dodger fan but right now as far as the dodgers go they're not playing so well they're 5 and 5 in their last 10 they lost one the last game they played they lost they're 22 and 18 they are over 500 you know, being over 500 for John Mandela out there, that's a big deal. So the Dodgers are, you know, two games back of San Francisco. First off, who would have thought San Francisco would have been leading this early in the NL West? You would have thought the Dodgers. But the Dodgers did something. They did something. They went ahead and picked up Albert Pulholz. So the Angels released them, and the Dodgers gobbled him up for the remainder of the season. We'll see how that plays off. I mean, how much money does the Dodgers have? I mean, seriously, I, I need to look up the team. Where are they getting all the cash? That's the one thing interesting about MLB, though, is that it's not really a hard. There's not really a hard salary cap, right? You can spend, but you spend if you spend more than what there's a there's let's say there is a salary cap but you can go over that cap but when you go over it you got to pay what they call luxury tax and that money is x amount of money for x amount of um or a percentage of money that you go over you got to pay like a luxury tax for for going over so you could spend the money i mean for many years Steinbrenner did it every year And that guy was alive for the Yankees. He made no, you know, I heard a story. He made no money throughout the regular season. That was not his goal. He was not looking to have a mediocre regular season where he made his money. It wasn't even in the first or second round of playoffs. He needed to get to the playoffs for sure to possibly make some profit and, it was really when the team made it to the World Series is when he was able to to make profit, and that's all he cared about. That's why the man spent two hundred plus million a year every year. Had the best guys had one after the best talent. I think that's why the Dodgers are so hated, or Dodgers. Dodgers the Yankees are so hated. The Dodgers are going to be are feeling kind of like the Yanks. Of the nineties. Huh? Late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I know the Dodgers won the World Series, but it was a COVID year. It was, you know. Were they the best team in baseball? It's hard to know with everything that was going on. This will be a, a true challenge. This will this will actually if the Dodgers can come back and win the World Series this year. Then you'd say, I'd have to say, yeah, Dodgers were the best. Right now, San Diego in that division. NL West is in second. San Francisco is in first. Arizona and Colorado, which I think we expected Colorado to be on the bottom. They had given up a couple of really key players. They just can't afford them. Maybe the the mountains are not as cold as it should be for good old Coors Field in Colorado. But then you go into the NL East and you have the Mets. Man, NL East might as well be, as you know. my buddy coined, well, he didn't coin it, but he did say it. I believe, T-Dog, if you're listening to this, I believe you had the NL East before anybody else had the NL East. That's what I believe. But you can almost carry over the NL East into, or, or, yeah, the, not the NL East. I'm saying it now. You can almost have the NL East be the NL East for baseball, but you were the guy that said for football, the NFC least because it was so bad. I Almost feel like um, the NL East can be called the NL East. You've got the New York Mets leading that division. Uh, they're 7 and 3 in their last 10, but they've lost 3 in a row. They're 18 and 16. They're two games above 500 Philadelphia coming in at 21 and 20. One game above 500, they're playing 5 they're playing 500 ball. Atlanta who basically gets their wins from the Cubs? They're 19 and 21. They're five and five in the last ten. Miami. 18 and 22. Uh, they're four and six in the last ten. They do have a win. And the Nats, who would have thought they're sixteen and twenty. Four and six in the last ten. They're only three games out of first. Nationals are playing Chicago May seventeenth. We'll see see what happens there. And the Cubs who just, let's and a central. Saint Louis, which we felt would be the team to beat in the central. It's twenty three and eighteen. They're five and five. They've lost three in a row. So not doing so well, Saint Louis. Milwaukee four and six in our last ten. They've won one. They're one game above five hundred, and then we're at five hundred. Nineteen and nineteen. Cincinnati was one two in a row, and then you go with the Cubbies. Nineteen and twenty. Still not five hundred per. Not at five hundred. John Medalla, come on Cubs! But they are six and four in their last ten. They've won one, and uh, they played Detroit this year or today. They actually got a win, if you can believe that. They got a win in Detroit, and then Pittsburgh, seventeen and twenty-three. They're they're five and a half games back. Cubs are three games back. Still early, early baseball season. Got a lot of time. To See those Cubbies move up the ladder, but the Cubs—they ended up winning, uh, beating Detroit five to one today. Contreras with uh, four at bats, one hit. Rizzo had a couple of hits. Baez had a couple of hits, and then good old Jacques Peterson left six men on base. Bodie left five. That was a great pickup. Chicago. I just want to say, leaving six men on base, hitting two fifty three, good call. But tip your hat, uh, Nico Horner. Is it Nico Horner? He's out there playing. He's hitting three three twenty six. It's not terrible. He had an RBI. But Ian Happ comes back off IR, plays a hell of a game. Four bats, two runs, three hits, two RBIs, hitting a solid. KD three, but that's what he needed. He needed to warm up. We had a home run by Ian Happ in the sixth inning, and that was it for the for the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball, but not when you're only hitting one. Hendricks finally with another win, three and four, eight hits. 8 innings pitched, 8 hits, 1 run, 1 earned, 8 strikeouts. Hello Hendricks, thanks for coming to the game today. God, you know, I when I think of Hendricks, I want to I want to play this this one sound that I know the T-Dog would like. This guy sucks. Yeah. This guy sucks. Hendricks has been sucking for a little while, but that's all right. Cubs are only uh, three games out of first. Uh, they're one game under 500, and they beat up on a team, Detroit Lions, that are currently 14-26, and 26. so they should have won. And then we go to the good old White Sox. A team that's kind of been on fire and kind of not over the last, say, two weeks. White Sox have been dealing with some injuries. There was one the other day. Listen to this.
1: He precedes you. This has popped up. Abreu runs into the runner, Dozier, and the catch is made. Abreu got clobbered, and Dozier is down, and Jose is down. Oh, my goodness. Full speed into one another. And here come the training staff. Jose oh. got hit in the head. Oh, my
0: goodness. Goodness gracious. Jose Abreu is playing first base. Dozier pops up Kansas City two days ago, Kansas City. Pops up down the first base line. Dozier kind of puts his head down to to kind of start his jog, knowing that he's going to be out because it was a pop fly. Down the first base side, probably, I don't know, 15, 20 feet from home plate. Kind of puts his head down to go around the catcher and literally smack dab right into Abreu, who is calling, as you heard. I got it, I got it, I got it. And then you hear crack. Oh, he got something. He got it right in the skull. It was funny though because uh, Abreu was. They they had asked uh, the you know the the captain. The coach. Like, hey, what do you think Abreu will come back after the second inning collision near home plate? Larussa said, "No chance, absolutely no chance." Larussa said, "I even sent him a text, which I don't think he got." Just be a good cheerleader tonight. Then I heard, as soon as I walked into the training room, he was ready to go. You look at him, and he looked at he looked uh, he took batting pa- uh, batting practice last night. You look him in the eye, and you could tell he just had some damage. But he was clear, clear-eyed, and very determined, which means, yeah, he may have been hit in the head, but he didn't have a concussion. There wasn't one box that wasn't checked on the medical team. They were absolutely going to be perfectly ready to bang him if to bang him. if there was anything they suspected was wrong. And if Abreu had hit his way, he would have played Friday night's nightcap. But he was held out of the White Sox 3-1 to victory. So today, the White Sox play the Royals again. Now, Royals are 18-22. and 22, But Kansas City uh, gets the gets a run in the first. And they get two in the seventh. Chicago gets two in the fifth. And they get two in the bottom of the ninth. And, folks, it's a walk-off wild pitch. And guess who gets the walk-off wild pitch? That's in the dirt. Here. So a massive collision, and he beats the Royals two days later. Pretty impressive stuff. I mean, the guy, he's a baller, as my kids would say. He's one of those guys that, you know, he wants to play the ball. He wants to play the game. So White Sox end up winning 4-3, to score two runs in the bottom of the ninth, Good old Timmy Anderson gets a double. Eaton hits a home run, his fourth, fifth inning off a of singer, one on, two outs left, and that that kid Cease, he was on fire a couple days ago. Like you couldn't you couldn't stop him. Five point five and two thirds of the inning pitch, three hits, one run, no earned, three walks, three strikeouts. Didn't have it so much today, but he left while it was I believe it was he was losing, and then they ended up tying it in the bottom of the ninth and Foster gets the win two to one. a it was a good game. But the standings. Let's see what the standings are for the for the AL. So American League right now. Uh, I know the White Sox. They had the best record in baseball, but Boston and Oakland have since taken over. So AL East, Boston's in first, 25 and 17. They're six and four in the last ten. Toronto, twenty-two and seventeen. The Yankees have been playing better ball. They're six and four in their last ten. They are over five hundred. So they've been playing better. They they are playing uh, May seventeenth. They are playing at Texas Rangers. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Texas teams here in just a minute. Tampa Bay 23 and 19. So the AL East is not the least for sure. The AL East is, you could almost say the AL beast. It's actually, you know, Boston, Toronto, Yanks, Tampa Bay. Everybody's got 20 plus wins. Tampa's won four in a row. Baltimore is the only one not doing so well 17 and 23. Then you got the Central, the Sox. Cleveland two and a half games back, twenty-one and seventeen. Kansas City eighteen and twenty-two. Detroit fourteen and twenty-six. Thank you, Chicago Cubs. And tomorrow, the White Sox play Minnesota. And then you go into the AL West. And I said this is a little tease in my opener. There was a there was two teams in the AL in the AL West. Let me get to it here because I. There it is. There was two teams in the AL West that had a six game streak. One of them being Texas and one of them being Houston. It's the only two teams in baseball in Texas. Oakland 25 and 17, six and four in their last 10. Houston 24 and 17. They've got the six game win streak so they're playing some really good ball they're playing actually they on Monday they're gonna or Tuesday they're gonna play Oakland so that should be a really good game Oakland versus Houston at Oakland Seattle 21 and 20 Los Angeles Angels 17 and 22 and the the hapless. Texas Rangers. 18 and 24. They've lost six in a row, folks. And to think that I might try to get out to Texas, or I think it's Houston around my birthday, because the White Sox are playing Houston June 18th. So there you have it. Your MLB. Update the only other news that's happening in the MLB right now. Let's just see here. Um, it looks like nothing, nothing may. Oh, well, there is. There is. Let me, let me, let me go back to the White Sox. So, Breu gets hit like in that collision, right. But White Sox have some other issues going on. They still have Eloy Jimenez out indefinitely. And now, and and a couple weeks ago, or a week or two weeks ago, they lost uh, Robert Lewis. Or Lewis Robert. Sorry. Luis Robert. Let's get it correct. He suffered a twelve the sixteen week hip not dislocation but some muscles definitely are hurting maybe even pulled or torn and he is out so you got some pretty good hitters out over the last you know couple weeks But the White Sox still find a way to win, which is what they need to do. They need to find a way to win. And the White Sox are winning or, you know, they're still winning, which is important. And then, of course, we can't go without talking a little bit of NFL football, right? But before we can get into the NFL football, we just need to, I just need to just tell you that Monday morning couch potatoes will be having a live or not a live, but we'll have the T-Dog in studio folks next week. The T-Dog will be in studio next week. So make sure you hit us up at MM Couch Potatoes on Facebook or Twitter with your questions about what's going on with the T Dog and his sports teams. Also, email us if you want info. I n f o at MondayMorningCouchPotatoes dot That's M O N D A Y M O R N I N G C O U C H P O T A T O E S dot com. Send us your likes, your dislikes. Add us to your tweet because you can. We're on, we're on Twitter, so find us on Twitter and and add us as a friend. Find us on Facebook, Addis is a Friend, Monday Morning Couch Potatoes, or M-M-C-O-U-C-H-P-O-T-A-T-O-E-S. And let's get a dialogue going, because we've got playoff hockey, folks. We've got Major League Baseball going on. We've got the uh, NFL draft that just happened. We just talked about the Chicago Bears schedule. We're going to be talking about every team's schedule. Next week, uh, next Wednesday, listen in, because we're going to be pulling in a huge, huge Cleveland Browns fan. Hey, he says he knows everything about Cleveland. So we're going to bring him on board. We're going to talk Cleveland Browns. did their offseason draft picks help them or hurt them is there is their schedule going to help them or hurt them but what's funny about the schedule and we mentioned this on last week's schedule we mess we mentioned this uh, me and the T-Dog mentioned this last week that the bears have the one home game and they have the one road game and then they go back to home road home road they do not have any consistency what do you think what do you think coach naggy feels about that kind of schedule let's ask him and then you start to look at the, the prep of where are you going? Are you, do you have any games that are back to back at home, back to back on the road, et cetera? And, and for us, it's been unique. This is the first time I've been a part of this where we literally have a home and away alternate for every game of the entire <laughs> season. So that's, uh, that's, that's good for us. We like that. And then this will be the first time for, for myself and for a lot of us coaches too, where we'll, uh, you know, be traveling on Christmas Day to, to play the Seahawks on December 26th. So, uh, that's exciting that they're going to be traveling on Christmas Day. I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure the family of football players are not going to be happy that they're traveling on Christmas Day. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. But, Justin Fields and Jenkins and, is it Tonga? All those guys reported for rookie camp and they've been they've had a couple days of rookie camp, but Coach Nagy could not be at rookie camp because he was in close contact to somebody in his family that tested positive for COVID. So he will be on a, he'll be at home looking from an iPad and cameras for the next two days. But uh, you know, let's hear what Justin Fields has to say about the playbook. I just think it's, you know, constantly, you know, looking over it, making flashcards and stuff like that. I've done that You know, after we meet, just going over it 30, 45 minutes by by myself and kind of just reading over my notes and stuff like that. So as time goes along, you know, I'll get more used to the playbook and I'll, you know, eventually know like the back of my hand. So um, it's, it's, it's just going to come with time. It's going to come with time. Tell us what you think that time will be when Jocelyn Fields actually gets into the game. As quarterback. I think the T-Dog's predicting week five. I'm predicting week six, I think. So hit us up with a comment on Facebook at Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Let us know when you think the Justin Fields will be in the game as a starter or just in the game. When will he be in the lineup? Actually, T-Dog has two theories. One, he's either going to be have a really good preseason and he'll be in the lineup week one, which is why their opener is in L.A., or it pushes back to week week five. I believe he won't be in week one, and I can see him at some point jumping in, and I'm thinking week six, but let us know what you think. And let's, let's ask Jenkins what he's thinking about being a Bears. Being a Bear, baby. I just think it's, you know, constantly, you know, looking over it, making flashcards and stuff like that. I've done that You know, after we meet, just going over it 30, 45 minutes by, by myself and kind of just reading over my notes and stuff like that. Oh, so. no. Let's not ask Justin Fields. Let's ask Jenkins.
1: I definitely feel 100% ready, and it's just because of my off-season workouts and I've been working at my – uh my craft and my sets, and then uh,
0: coming in here, you know, I'm starting to learn new techniques, trying to be ready. Man, those kids sound a lot alike, but Jenkins is a beast, absolute beast. But yeah, so yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit more. So on uh, this Wednesday, we're gonna be having our our NFL season. Um, schedule we'll be talking this Wednesday like I said hopefully I can get my buddy out here who's a big uh, Cleveland Brown fan so we'll talk Cleveland schedule maybe we can talk about another some random team schedule but we're gonna that's gonna be our Wednesday highlight moving forward so listen to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes on Wednesday and you my friends are gonna hear about how we're feeling towards the NFL season coming up and how do we feel about the schedules of the teams not everybody has you know away and home and away and home is that going to be is it going to hurt them or not and then also next sunday we'll be talking more playoff hockey cuz we're going to have the T-dog there we're going to talk more baseball Maybe something cuckoo happens in the NFL. We're going to talk about that. But I believe that next Sunday we should be talking a little little bit more Dallas and a little bit more Las Vegas Raiders for NFL, too. But we're going to get all that done every Wednesday leading up to the NFL start, baby. So if you have any questions or concerns or thoughts, you just hit us up, okay? Couch Potato fans, Potato Heads. And here we go. You have been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. On iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MMCouchPotatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potato Podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening. And T-Dog is out.